today is Friday, January the 19th, and you're listening to the Greens Matter Chatter podcast presented by Northcore Greens. I'm your host, Dolores Foster, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. Dolores, it's good to have you back two weeks in a row after being away so long. Isn't two weeks in a row, unbelievable. Dolores. unbelievable, <laughs> It really is. Yeah. I really miss the, the weeks I don't have to be on the podcast here. I just... Uh, I really enjoy doing it here with you. So, <laughs> so Jeffrey, we talked doom and gloom last week, but do you have any better news for us this week? Well, no, <laughs> but it's not all bad. And not that's as bad. the end of our podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Thanks for coming out. So the markets, so corn gave back another dollar a ton this week. Uh, so that's about $10 over the last couple weeks. Uh, soybeans were down $4 on old crop, like a big $14 on new crop. Just scary that way. So soybeans the last uh, two Fridays here, three Fridays, were down like $30 on soybeans. Spring wheat was flat this week, which is, there's a positive, spring wheat was flat. Uh, that's awful to say that that's positive. <laughs> it's flat. We didn't lose anything. <laughs> the uh, winter wheat actually was up in price uh, this week, uh, six to ten dollars. But that Woo-hoo. that came from basis increase, and that's but you know uh, any increase is a good yeah, increase, Jeffrey. <laughs> so it wasn't on the market; it was on basis, and that's uh, for old crop lack of old crop supply in let's say eastern Ontario for the winter wheats here. But uh, so that's good. Our exchange rate actually pulled back a little bit this week. You know, we were up pushing close to 75 cents there for a couple weeks, or we were at it. Now we're down to like 74 and a half. Uh, crude oil prices, a lot of times we skip over this, but it was, uh, you know, some concern this week, possible concern this week with the bombings in the Red Sea. Maybe that might affect crude oil supply but so it jumped up to near $75 at one time this week but it's back closer to 73 here dollars per barrel at the end of the week so you keep thinking that maybe crude oil is going to jump up and uh, drive some prices but it hasn't so so let's see we had a short trading week this week there was only four days due to the holiday in the U.S. US. and so we if you remember last Friday the USDA reports came out which was largest, bloom. largest corn crop in U.S. history. Yep. Despite the acreage being down, but the yield was just so good after all the weather concerns in the U.S. Best yep. crop ever. Yep. Biggest yield per <laughs> acre, biggest total production. Yeah. So that was one of the big things in the USDA report last Friday. So this week, you know, the market still had to work their way through all those uh, numbers that the USDA released last Friday. And... We did actually have a few positive days here at the beginning we did. of the week. Um, well, more later in the week there, there. It's we had some positive things here. Like Thursday, the markets all ended up positive on Thursday, and just about all of them again today. But and Thursday, the positive thing was they closed about ten cents off the low for the day to bring them all. They were all negative one time, then they did come for or didn't come positive. So that's a that was a, a good thing for the week. So we look at other things happening this week. There's Continued shipping concerns in the Red Sea, you know, the terrorist attacks. And there's definitely, it just keeps coming out, there's less ships going through the Suez Canal. So should this not, like, 
should this not be helping price? Because it's it's harder to get the product to to the end user. It actually hurts price because shipping costs are more, so the end user doesn't want to pay more, so it's got to come off the, the price. And that's that's just what they're saying. That's the way the market's responding right now. But maybe it could turn costs. around. Like, if you can get this product to us, we'll pay you. Oh, but we're, again, <laughs> we're not in short supply. We're just in no, slower shipping that's more expensive. So, you know, as we talk about those shipping concerns, it's something hanging over our markets, you know, is that possible expansion of the Middle East conflict. You know, it started out Israel and the into the Gaza Strip, but now, you know, Iran, Pakistan, Yemen, the terrorists in there, Lebanon, Syria... U.S. and the U.K. doing U.S. and the U.K. doing bombings to to support the shipping in that. So it's like, where will this end? Or it's scary. That's pretty scary, Jeffrey. That's more than grains matter forget chatter. The, forget the markets. That's just yeah, that's, that's scary. scary. And that could and if that did expand, that would who knows how that would affect our market. So let's look into some specifics here. So like soybeans. You know, after the USDA report last week, the, the world supply is just strong. It's large. It's strong. Brazil's There's lots of supply. Lots of supply. Like Brazil last year produced a record 155 million tons. They were projecting this year to, to go over 162 million, I think. They've been slowly decreasing that production estimate. Uh, USDA last week said 157. I think CONAB, which is like the Brazil's Ag Ministry, says 155. Some other private forecasts in Brazil are down in the low 150s. And there's a produce, a large producer group, and I say it's something like our GFO or whatever, came out in the low 140s. But the market just said, nope. We're going to be in 150 plus, whatever. We're no, we're not going to worry what the producers are saying. It's this is what the, the numbers are going to be you. there. We don't believe you, you know. And so it's just saying the strong supply. The market did not respond to that at all. We got to remember Argentina is probably going to produce double what they did last year. Now they right. We took a good chunk of their soy meal. Uh, clients because or covered I should say yeah. covered them because of their issues with soybean production last year so to say double it's they had really poor crops oh they had, yeah they were poor and uh, you know the other couples countries that produce in there too they're going to produce more so so that's you know the soybean side there's just lots of them out there China you know the largest importer of soybeans in the in the world the largest consumer of soybeans uh, soybean prices hit a three-year low in China yesterday. You know that just their their demand is is not increasing. It's it's flat right now. And if their economic China's in an economic slump right now, you know their government's talking so about say. pouring billions of dollars into the economy. Yeah, so they say. And so if they truly are in a slump, you know the demand for soybeans and their other commodities are flat. So they. You don't see it really increasing if they're in an economic slump. And again, prices keep going lower in China. That, in theory, shows less demand. Absolutely. So, you know, soybean meal in the U.S. was driving the price of soybeans for a long time in the last year. It's just caught up with the world market saying, you know what, there's a lot out there and uh, a lot of soybeans. And Argentina is going to be back in the world soybean meal market this year. 
uh, maybe we don't have to drive the price of soybean meal quite so high. So it's it's there. It's up one day, down the next day. It's it's not it's not giving the market direction. So so soybeans, you know, it's just big supply, big supply. Corn. So remember last week they talked about the huge supply of corn, and again for Brazil too, they're just the safrina corn crop starts getting planted here at the end of January. That's seventy five percent of Brazil's expected production and it seems they think it's going to go into nice soil condition so it's looking strong it was a poor week in the u.s for ethanol production their numbers were down a couple percent so there's really nothing driving the corn market nothing driving the corn market and what did we do for a week we lost a dollar only a dollar i should have said only a dollar is that a positive only one dollar down this week after five last week and four the week before. So uh, nothing happening in that market. Wheat, you know, la just go back to the USDA report. If anything was positive in that USDA reports last week, it was that winter wheat acres were down a million and a half in the US. That should have drove winter wheat prices higher, but it didn't. The U.S. wheat is still too expensive on the world market. Uh, I think Egypt had a big tender this week. 80% uh, of it went to Russia, 20% to France. The U.S. can't compete in the world market. Or the prices out of North America are just too expensive. So it, it didn't help really prices at all. And that's that really is a, is a negative. It should have been a positive, but it turned into a negative. So doom and gloom. God, I hate saying that. Our negative trends continue. We're looking for something positive to happen in these markets. Uh, what have I been saying to people? We need a, a market altering headlines to come out. Something that just drive the market. Like China needs sex amount more or something. We need something real positive. So if you have one, please feel free to get it out there. Yeah. Don't <laughs> keep the, it to, don't keep it to yourself. Don't keep it to yourself. So... Anyhow, I think that's all. So the negative trends continue. And on a more positive note, we're going to have a guest next week, uh, Dolores. I think we are, Jeffrey. So stay tuned to find out who our special guest next week is going to oh, be. Oh, a special guest. Special, special, special. So. Thanks for tuning in. That's all <laughs> I have to say here. <laughs> I've talked podcast. enough. So, I <laughs> um, hope everyone has a good weekend and a good week ahead. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye for now.